Support Our Sinclair and listen ad-free. Go to patreon.com slash Our Sinclair. Our Sinclair is also brought to you by the Div MMC Future from thefuturewas8bit.com. Quit waiting on tapes and fooling around with WAV files and load your games instantly with the Div MMC Future, a jumperless, switchless SD storage solution for all ZX Spectrums, from the 16K all the way to the plus three. Get yours today at thefuturewas8bit.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Our Sinclair. I'm John. I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about Ant Attack. You can't mispronounce this one, can you? No matter how hard you try. No, no. <laughs> it's not a tick attack, that's for no, sure. No, it's not. Um, I was thinking about this. Okay. I, I, I was doing some deep thinking. No, oh, but God. Okay. okay, yeah. And I was thinking about if you were going to be attacked by a group of insects, like a swarm. Yeah. Would you would you choose ants? You you gave this deep thought. I That's did. what you had. It's deep thoughts. I would think harder. <laughs> oh, that's it. If I was choosing insects to be attacked by, would it be ants? No, not giant ants. Would not be my first choice. What would you go with? Probably gnats or something, because they're super tiny. So if you gigantified them, they'd still be super tiny, and you could and they probably couldn't do much to that's you. That's true. Like a gigantified gnat might be the size of like a small rat. Yeah, and you could just smush them. Mm. You know, ants. No, think about how strong ants are. They're strong. Uh, uh, one small ant can pick up a human man before they're huge. That's true. I, think, I read that. I think I read that. I read that. Yeah. No, but, you know, ants. Uh, giant ants were like the thing. It's mm -hmm. funny that we've got we've got uh, several games that had the old giant ants in them. Yeah. You know, came from the desert yeah. has the giant ants. Tons of fifties movies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mantis. Is that what it is? Yeah. Wasn't that, what was them? Was them was the giant ants? ants? Mantis was about ants. It sounds like that'd be about a giant praying mantis, wouldn't it? You might be right about that. Why would you call? That's like naming your giant bird movie giant dog. <laughs> yeah, you know, see what I'm saying? It seems like a dumb guy movie did that. It's true. It's true. You can see why that movie didn't. I've never heard of it. That explains why. Um, do you think that? Why do you think? What is our fascination with like gigantifying insects? I think the fascination is simply man's uh, uh, trepidation in dealing with ener atomic energy. That was where it came and from. And radiation, absolutely, because it all makes sense. If stuff got irradiated, you know, mm -hmm. the one thing I never understood is like when you ants get irradiated to become giant, right? Right. What is that? Why not humans too? Why don't it? Why not anything? Yeah, and, and here's the thing. If everybody gets bigger together, yeah. we're still all right. Yeah, so that's, so bring that's on, the movie. Bring on the radiation. That's, right. that's, that's the movie. what I say. You get giant. And there is the tack of the 50-foot woman and all that right, stuff. Right, but if we we here's if we just all get irradiated, we'll all get huge. Smash the giant ants in then, your foot. Then the ocean becomes like a little wading pool, and well, it's fun. Yeah, but what you can do when you need to drink or, take a, or you know, use the restroom... <laughs> You know, then you got problems. Oh, no. Then it's a Superman four situation. You just they, wrap all that up and throw it into the that's sun. That's right. So, but literally, the the fear of radioactivity, the fear of uh, atomic power, atomic bombs, and whatnot. That's what spurred all this stuff. Now, maybe this was a, you know, if you think about it, maybe this was a uh, just a very um, idiotic way to push your anti-atomic power and atomic bomb 
platform. So in some ways, you can look at these old movies and think and, as they political activity. Yeah, they prevented nuclear annihilation. You know, you watch all these old movies, they're all, this is like the continuing theme. Mm-hmm. And it is scary. You know, when I was a little kid, we used to think about that all the time. Like, we're going to get nuked. What's that going to be like? Not so good, you know. And the giant bugs, like, we need that. Yeah. You know, because we're all going to be all jacked up with radiation sickness and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, really giant bugs or bunnies, you know, Night of the Leapus type stuff. Did you I say Night kid. of the Leapus? Yeah, Leapus. That's a Night I of the I thought that was a werewolf thing. No, no. no werewolves are, uh, aren't they loop guru and what they're called? Uh, Leapus is bunnies. Lupus. No, Night of the Lupus would be, uh, you ever had lupus? Well, you don't want it. Really? <laughs> Heard. Is it a werewolf disease? No, it's not. Oh, okay. I think you get it from... Is that the one you get from not eating enough uh, fruit or something like that? I think that? that's scurvy. Same thing. Mm. Same exact okay. thing. Loop is scurvy. It's, all it's like an thing. anagram. Spelled that's the right. same You don't want a radiated version of that either. Right. Because you turn into a giant cantaloupe or tangerine. Pirates happen to them all the time. <laughs> that's what happened to black they, And then they ate them. Yeah. Cannibalism. So I don't I, think they're... I don't know. Captain Cook. I don't think werewolfism is, is actually... Come from atomic weapons. Or medically defined. Of course, zombies come from them, so why not? You know, that was another thing, right? There were some movies where you get people sort of got atomified and became zombies. Is that true? I thought that was a different thing. Usually, zombies are more like a biological agent rather than a nuclear agent. Yeah, because you're hungry for brains. You're, You're a zombie. Yeah. That's from the nukes. Your brain deteriorated because of all the rapid half life cells, you know, melts out of your head. Okay. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. Let's talk. Let's talk ant attack, Aaron. I uh, uh, I'd never heard of this one. Had you? Yeah, I played this. I did. I did an Amigos plays video on this. Is this amongst your huge collection over there? This is. Yeah, I know. I don't think I have ant. Well, these days, because of the massive amounts of games, maybe I do have it. You have to go catalog all that stuff. I I do have it cataloged. I just don't have it. Because the cover for this is pretty. It's pretty sweet. Um, You've seen it. Yeah, I have. I'm looking at it right now because it's on the screen in front of us. There you go. Um, this is a game that it was very one of the first Spectrum games that I knew about from Retro Gamer magazine. Oh yeah, um, yeah. When I first subscribed to Retro Gamer in the early two thousands, uh, there was a huge spread on Ant Attack, and they heaped praise on this game like nobody's business. Oh and yeah, interviewed you know the programmer and all this stuff. So I knew it was a big deal. Yeah, yeah, it was a big deal. Um, so this came out in eighty three, pretty old, you know, and it was published by an outfit called Quicksilver mm-hmm. Limited. I like that. And it was made by a dude named Sandy White. Now, you know, I uh, when I was researching this, I, I I didn't know anything about this game at all. I mean, I didn't know it had a rep. I didn't know anything. But I came across the interview with this guy, Sandy White. He's, he's like a, just a normal, decent guy. And he sort of went through his computer. I think this may have been out of uh, From Bedrooms to Billions. I think that's, the interview might have been clipped out of that. But uh, he talks about when he made this game. It's the first game he made. And he... Uh, hooked the gizmo up to the back end of the spectrum so we could uh, use something else to type this in. He said he just wrote all this. Everything to him was just numbers, code. And he mm-hmm. just basically typed in all the code, and then and there was your game. He wow. just coded it all, like, it, you know, on pieces of paper. I think they said it was like 47 different loose pieces of paper, and he just input all this stuff in, dumped it over, and bam, it's a game. Unbelievable. You know? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Uh, and he's a real, uh, clearly a bright fellow who with a lot of vision. And this is another one of those games, I think, where... The game was made by a guy who didn't know you couldn't do certain things in games. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm-hmm. didn't know. It was very early days. You know, he was like, well, we're just going to go for it. Um, so, anywho, uh, the uh, 
the game uh, runs on the old 48K, and this debuted at a big price of £6.95p. And again, the usual, uh, the usual gimmick. Now, in this game, it's a pretty simple game, isn't it, Boat? Uh, but it's got a crazy backstory, Boat. <laughs> of course, you know I love the crazy backstories on this stuff. This is another, you know, we just talked about Rygar. This is another sort of post-apocalyptic yeah. ruined civilization. Allow deal. me to educate. If okay, you have, if I want to hear it. So, the walled city of... Ant Escher, think mm -hmm. Escher, and it put ant on the front. More like Manchester, yeah. but Anchester. Has rested for a thousand, thousand years. That's a lot of years, but in the midst of the great desert, inhabited by only the deadly ants who have made it their home. The sands have piled up at the walls, but for some reason have never encroached upon the, the city proper. The city rests, dreaming of past glories, solid and unmoving. The signature of a long dead race. The city washed clean by the sun's rays. The city lost from the world of men for days without number. I'll That's poetic. I was going to say, you know, we've read a lot of these uh, flavor yeah. text things, mm -hmm. and this is one of the better written ones for now, sure. Get this. It's not, it, it, it continues. How did he get all this on the little thing? I don't know how he did it. Then one day, one year, one hour, he arrived and she arrived. Some say they are descended from a race of wizards. Some say they are descended from a race hidden in a green valley at the North Pole. North Pole, baby. Who can really tell these days? How much do we really know about the world as it was or as it is after so long in the cold, dark ages? Only Antesher seems to stand inviolate after all this time, teeming with si secrets, yet silent. And so I'm not going to continue. This goes on for mm. a long time. Basically, he and she run to and fro, climbing out of the buildings. They laugh and cry out in fear, walking with each other just ahead of the ants and death. You know, so basically, I don't know. From what I can tell, these guys are just screwing around in the city. That's, that's right. Basically, what the that's the plot <laughs> of this thing. It's it's like Blue Lagoon, really. This is actually incredibly well written. Yeah. Of all the things we've read, this is by far. It's not the sexiest thing I've read, but it's definitely the most well written. Yeah. Uh, thing that I've read that I've read. So, this game starts off by giving you a very unique opportunity to pick if you're a boy or a girl. Mm -hmm. I that couldn't have been done too many times before this, no. could it? Because I I don't. You know, I, I was stunned by that. And so, uh, effectively, your job is to go into the city, rescue whomever you're not. So, if you play the boy, you're going to rescue the girl and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And then escort them out of the city. Mm -hmm. That's the mission. That's right. Um, it's not that easy, though. Well, the first mission is pretty easy, but then it, it gets a lot harder. So, you've got a... What you've got here is a uh, free-roaming, three-dimensional... Uh, I, I guess sort of isometric world filled with, ants, filled with ants that you have to traverse and you have to rescue your your partner and leave. Uh, the controls on this are challenging. Let's go with that. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and which I'll get to more in a minute. They're almost like, they're sort of like tank controls or something, aren't they? They're real goofy. Sort of, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, where you sort of hit one, hitting up makes you go forward and you sort of rotate your guy. Right. And then to, to mix it up a little bit further, since this is a 3D world, you literally can uh, switch views of mm. the world because sometimes things will be behind walls yep. or, or whatnot and you can't see them unless you rotate the world. This can also get quite confusing and I had all kinds of trouble uh, keeping track of where I was mm -hmm. or what was going on. Mm -hmm. uh, a difficult game uh, in terms of that. Uh, the, uh, of course, you're in this giant city with all these shapes, and you're, it's also full with ants, and the ants are, look like ants. They come at you, 
uh, and re pretty pretty creepy, really. I mean, they, when they, you have to get up on higher ground and try to get away from them. They'll, it's a very intense experience. Yeah, they'll bite you. Yeah. They'll think they won't bite you. Mm -hmm. And they will uh, they will stun you occasionally, and eventually mm -hmm. you will be overcome. If yeah. you, if you, uh, You've got to hit points, and you can yeah. see your, your hit points tick down. Yeah, and, and same with your partner. And mm -hmm. they can also get stung and, and killed. Mm -hmm. uh, so it sucks. Really, the only thing you can do to uh, stave off these uh, ants is to toss grenades at them. Right. Uh, and the grenades, you've got to be careful because you could actually set, whack yourself with a mm -hmm. grenade too. And the grenades will uh, will stop the ant or kill Can them. Can you use a grenade? I don't think I've ever hit myself with a grenade. Oh yeah, you, okay. well, I mean it depends on how close they are to you. Mm. Um, this game is leaps and bounds ahead of what I would have thought would have was around '83. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean when I saw this, because it doesn't seem like it's going to be that much, and then you're just like, holy crap. I saw a blown up view of the city. Mm -hmm. It's, un it's unbelievably it elaborate. It looks like a city. Yeah. Um, your ca your character can't just scale walls. He has to go up steps and mm -hmm. little platforms to go into higher areas. By the way, you can also fall off stuff if right. you're not careful. Right. Which I did that before too. Um, your guy has the ability to jump. So basically, jumping and shooting. It's about all you can do is run away. Mm -hmm. um, the, of course, the game is sort of. Uh, uh, it's just two colors, basically. It's 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 a uh, it's there's no. Well, it's it's monochromatic. Dirt. Yeah, it's, it's the shades only, of gray. The only real colors you're going to see are on, at the bottom of the screen. There's a but there's a square that it's called scan, and that if you're near ants, it turns red. Yeah, and your flashes. your HUD is colored. Yeah. but the the actual game world is monochromatic. And of course, when you complete the level, you get sort of this uh, rainbow colored congratulatory statement mm -hmm. that's colorful. But the rest of it, but I mean, as as a lot of games on the spectrum. The uh, that doesn't really bother me that much. The no. an, the animation of the little characters is pretty good, isn't it, Bo? Yeah, and I mean, this got a C sixty four release. Did you look at? The I did C64? not. I only looked at this one. The, you'd rather play this one ten times out of ten. You know, the C sixty four color palette is sort of vomit inducing in its own, and this is a. Uh, I would much rather play it in in monochrome and, and and let my mind color in the lines. It's funny how often that happens because clearly this was originally done for the Spectrum, mm -hmm. and then they try to port this stuff. I mean, it's funny how often that doesn't work. And you would think uh, moving to something that had a, a, a better palette or would have a better resolution or whatnot would get it's, you would get a better it's game. It's one of those things. Often. Yeah, it's one of those things where it, it almost seems like it loses some resolution when you add color, and, mm -hmm. uh, and that that's my that's my viewpoint. One thing one thing that Specky lends itself to is are games like this where you have um, where you have a lot of geometric shapes that are mm -hmm. shaded. Right. You know, and one thing this thing also does is this is the amount of real estate you're running on. This is a this isn't one of those like uh, skips to a different screen scrolls. This is a straight up smooth scroll in the right, boat. Right. And um, when you move viewpoints and things, it all happens instantly. I mean, you push the key and the the scene shifts. Um, the I was surprised. To me, the most um, it's the most uh, impressive thing about this game is not necessarily the world that you move about in, but it's the animation of your character itself. Because this could be a game that could become infuriating because you cannot figure out which way your character is pointing. But as you rotate, as you use the keyboard controls to rotate your guy, you can watch him turn. And it's like you see him turn yeah. in three dimensions. And even now, I'm not quite sure how it's done. Yeah. But it's done very convincingly, so you're always sure which way your character is facing. Now, I'm not saying that that necessarily makes this game any easier to control because I, I had issues with the keyboard. Yeah. But the animation of your guy spinning around really impressed me. 
the animations in general of and especially which is you're a pair of people most of the time. Uh, it's neat the way they move. It's almost like a couple running through a city, being mm -hmm. ch chased by ants. I mean, they look like they're running. They'll jump off stuff. They jump together. It's like a movie. Uh, the uh, the care given to the little figurines in this are it's real impressive. I have to say I, that was the most impressive thing. I wanted to love this game, and I can certainly see. Uh, of course, the 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 standard line for this game is it was the some people say it was the first isometric three dimensional game. Some people say it was the first survival horror game, and that's all up to debate. Sure. All I'm going to do is call it like it is, and it, it is an impressive game. The it's an all, impressive, unique experience. Here's the here's my biggest problem with this game, and it, of course, this is pretty much the standard complaint. The controls in this are ridiculously hard for me to get into. Yeah. yeah. I, I, in fact, I even moved. I even changed keys around to try to get the, something more comfortable to play with, and it was difficult. And there was no joystick on this, and 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 so it was tough. Mm -hmm. Now I play most of the Spectrum games with the keyboard anyway, mm -hmm. but this was just one of those games that I had a heck of a time with. And then you, you've got on top of the fact that you've got all your buttons to move, plus a jump, plus a grenade, plus two buttons to rotate the. Uh, the play field. There's a lot of buttons. It's a lot of now, key Now, I will out. say one thing that I liked about this is they give you several options for your grenades. So when it's panic time, you just mash on that middle row of keys and you're going to hit the right button. Yeah, so yeah. But it, it, it's t for me, it was a lot. It was a lot mm -hmm. to keep track of. I mean, the heads up display is fine. Everything else is fine. I've got nothing bad to say about it. I know this was ported uh, to uh, like modern ports. Like there's a, there's a there's some that worked in Windows and people are so so. But I mean, you, when you do that, you sort of lose the spirit of the game in a lot of ways because the, the technical achievement that the game is is lost. Yeah, I mean, I mean at, the, at that point, you know, you could make, you could improve upon this this game in so many different ways. Right. Than just updating it. Although I would have liked to have seen a joystick, um, you know, a way to use the joystick on the original Spectrum version. Would yeah, good. yeah. I mean, you would still, you would still be. Uh, 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 a several buttons short, which is probably why they didn't do it that way. Right. Because you're going to need you. You have to rotate the landscape. You well, you know what I would do is I would have left and right rotate your character up and down, move forward or backward, and then use the keyboard for um, use your button for grenades, and then use the keyboard for shifting the view. Because you do need to shift the view sometimes, but not yeah. all the time. Yeah. Well, it, it would. I can see why they didn't do that. Yeah. And, and I don't know. Uh, and I don't know. Well, why. again, in '83, there weren't a whole lot of Spectrum owner or joystick owning. That Spectrum was my. That was a, that was something I was so. wondering. I, that was something else I was wondering too. Uh, you know, how many people actually the, had adapted, adopted right. the joystick at that right. point? So this game, uh, boy, was it well received? I guess that goes uh, without saying. I looked up some scores on this. Uh, oh, I want to talk about one more thing. Too. Oh yeah, please. You know what game this really reminded me of a lot? And I don't know if you've played this or not, but there's a game called Action Biker. Are you familiar with this game? Action Biker. I think I have played that. Okay, Action Biker. Yeah, we, did, is we, a, we played that, didn't we? I, I've played that, yes. Okay, well, it's a game for the uh, the Atari 8-bit, the C64, yeah. and you are a motorcyclist ro roaming around this isometric open world collecting parts and things. I remember that, yeah. And, um, and yeah, this yeah. game really reminded me of that a lot. It's like if you if you took out the ants and put yourself on a motorcycle, and, and instead of finding the girl, you're collecting parts, that's what basically what Action Biker is. I see. Did you, did you like it more than this? Yes, yeah. Action Biker is a first Did Action Biker came out, come out way later than this? Right? Uh, probably one or two years later. Yeah, so there, yeah. there you go. Um, anyways, uh, getting back to the scores on this thing. So uh, the World of Spectrum gave this, the people over there gave us an 8.48 out of 10. Very high praise. Um, Tilt gave this, a, gave this six stars. Uh, Crash gave it 85 out of 100. Um, 
CPG, 30 out of 40. Uh, and uh, also, this won several awards. It won the uh, C CNVG 1983 Golden Joystick Award. It was named uh, the 14th greatest uh, uh, ZX game of all time uh, by your Sinclair. Uh, so it's got it was been it's been very popular. It was uh, uh, it was highly touted. Mm -hmm. Now, um, I think this is really uh, it, I can see why people think this is a p pivotal game. I can see why it's popular. This is one of those games that if a classic Aaron had had this game and had time to sit around and fiddle with it, I could probably have gotten into it just because this is a game that allows you. I mean, it gives you exactly what you want. You can go anywhere and mm -hmm. do anything, and you can uh, that makes it fun. Uh, you know, I, I like that aspect of it, and the fact that the city is so expansive is is neat. Yeah. And now you don't see all the city all at the same right. time. The city is sort of walled off into components, and each stage is a different component. But you you should, if you are at all interested in this game, you should look up just Google Ant Attack City Map or something like that, and you can see it all laid out on one screen. It's very impressive. I was watching uh, really good people play this, and they were doing crazy crap I would have never have thought to do. Like uh, they were, they would get the ants near the city walls and then jump on the ants and, and then, then you jump, can jump over out. the wall, yeah. which I yeah. never could do that. Yeah. Um, uh, they they were doing they were doing was like hopping on top of ants and mm -hmm. doing crazy stuff. Now watching this this game actually has a real end screen yeah. too. Yeah, you get the gold medal. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, there's 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 a lot of crazy things you can do that you wouldn't normally would would expect to do and. Uh, from what the programmer said, part of that's because the way he programmed like, was one, the way he did it was like what you saw was what you got. You could do any sort of crazy thing you mm -hmm. could come up with, you know. And so I guess there are people that like have a real uh, uh, have a good time going through and just trying to pick out all the crazy things you can do. Yeah. So pretty neat. Pretty Emergent neat. gameplay. Yeah, that's yeah. The, that's the that's the the jargon. Did we get any uh, uh, listener reviews on this one, Boaster? We did. We did. Let me take a second just to pull those up over on the Discord. If you are a Discord. Uh, member and you'd like to leave us a review, you're welcome to. And if you're not, if you support the show on Patreon, it gives you access to our Discord server. We'd love to have you. Uh, let's see here. Scroll up to the top where it never, ever stops. Uh, <laughs> Ant Attack Review by Chris Folds. He says, <clears throat> I first got this game on the Soft Aid compilation tape. I guess that was like Farm Aid over there. It's uh, <clears throat> part of Band Aid. And they had Soft Aid. They, had, they were all about aid in the yeah. 80s before we all got greedy and was the standout title an isometric sandbox b-movie survival game that has you rescuing your other half from inside an ant infested maze with only your quick reflexes and smoke grenades to survive the controls take some getting used to in 2019 but still a classic 8.5 out of 10 and chris notes this was the first game he left a score for after playing it on a real specky so he's yes got his specky he, he's back on board now again. good yeah. for you folds Pixels at Dawn says, I love the look of this game, especially for such an early specy title. Up there with 3D Monster Maze for non-2D worlds. I never knew what I was doing back in the day, but it's pretty fun now, although I find the controls horrific on emulation and poor on anything but the 48k spectrum even. Fun if you can get your head around it, though. Extra points for naming the city after my favorite artist. Yep. Is Anchester the name? No, Escher, remember? Oh, Escher. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about Escher. Um, so yeah, that's going to do it for our Discord reviews for this week. I like this one. I could have loved it. It was I was close, but it was just the controls kept me from. When you suck at something repeatedly, it makes it hard. Right. It makes it hard to get into it. Right. Well, before we go, Aaron, uh, let's take a moment to uh, 
recognize all the people that make this show possible through Patreon. Uh, we want to thank our Patreon supporters, Andrew Waite, David Spencer, Cap'n Crispy, Laurent Giroux, Gary Heather, Eric Nelson, Harbonaut, Graham Vebke, Frodo NL, Tapes from the Crypt, Pixels at Dawn, Chris Folds, Paul Bossman Harrington, and Christopher Hassal. And Aaron, next week on Our Sinclair, we are going to be playing a real, real classic game. All right. Are you ready for it? I am. We are going to be playing Combat School. You know, this is a, that's a Brent favorite. I love Combat School, too. Brent's the one that got me into Combat I, School. I, I, I just know it from having played it a few times. It's, the, it's an arcade port. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, Konami, I think. Beautiful. Who, so, who, who pulled that one out of their hat? This is Boss Man, suggested to uh, Clive's Club by Paul Harrington. Beautiful. Well, we'll give it a shot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we also want to thank all the fine folks watching us live on twitch.tv slash Amigos Retro Gaming right now. Uh, the Dunk, Duncan Styles, Pixels at Dawn Gaming, Ricky DeRocher, Lobsterminator, Picard 2010, Paul Kitching, uh, L. Curtis B. Delamort 78. Did I say Ricky already? I'll say him one more time. Yeah, Ricky he was DeRocher. he was real happy with your comments on the C sixty four. He's gonna he's gonna talk to you at the show. What? Yeah, they weren't happy about that. I love that. the C sixty four. I warned you about that, but you won't listen. Retro Tribute was here as well, and everybody that's lurking around. The bark bit. Yeah, yawn whole bro. Thank you guys so much for watching us live. We usually record the show live on Fridays, but this week we're recording early because I'm going out of town this coming week. So uh, anyway, Aaron, we'll see everybody next week for Combat School. And until then...